I'm Matt Bergman, and you're listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 186. I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. What up? Philip Dassing. What's going on? Kyle Wagner. Hey, guys. And the return of Big Eth. Hola. Eth Ethan Montgomery. Don't call me that. Thanks for, thanks for being <laughs> with us tonight, Ethan. Uh, the pleasure is mine. Ah. Oh. Looking at the, uh, the the topics we have up there. The topics? You're a fan of the topics. Get, I, I am a big fan of the topics, right, uh, especially well, number six. I hope we get to it. Well, just don't we'll make see. a mess, okay? <laughs> All right, fine. so number one, we, we were going to talk about the, the caravan. Now, we've we've talked about the caravan over, over the last couple of podcasts. Um, I was just thinking, you know, Ethan, you probably have your own views on the caravan. I do. Like, like what do you think about it? Do, do you think it's an invasion, or what do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm not an open borders guy, so no, I, I mean, it's all just a political and publicity stunt that I think is actually backfiring for the leftists that are funding it. Um, I think the idea that it's a completely natural thing is complete horseshit. There are clearly backers behind this that are paying for buses and God knows whatever medical care and everything else has to go along with this. Uh, and of course, I'm sure you guys heard about, maybe you've already talked about, Actually, maybe this was since the last podcast, uh, Project Veritas found uh, there were campaign staffers for Beto O'Rourke uh, looking to, to uh, contribute money from their campaign funds to the caravan. Um, so, yeah, no, it's it's all completely manufactured. It's complete bullshit. The idea that they're seeking asylum is complete bullshit. There are clear rules and laws and everything about asylum. Um, they're clearly not trying to get asylum in any of the legal places where they're supposed to, like Mexico, et cetera. Um, so yeah, it's complete bullshit. And you know, the, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the idea that Trump is using the military to defend the border. I mean, that's like actually constitutionally, like one of the only legitimate uses of the military. So from that sort of constitutionalist perspective, I have no problem with it whatsoever. So do you think like George Soros is funding this? Probably in some relatively no, indirect it's, way. That, it's that's definite. I mean, he's. Uh, I just saw a news article today saying he's. Uh, where was it on Breitbart? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, no, it was uh, him and Mastercard are com are joining together to help fund some of the care the people in the caravan. Mastercard. Yeah. What? Yeah. Where'd you read this? Dude, I saw it one. I I have saw it on a article. meme. Yeah. It was a meme. <laughs> I saw it in the news, and then it's downgraded to like I saw it's it in just a, meme. a meme. Yeah. I'm no, looking. no. It was. It was actually. It was a headline from. Our, I just. I didn't have the time to read it. I was like, what? Whatever. I couldn't tell if it was one of those dad spam things where like George Soros is behind everything bad in the world, or yeah. I couldn't tell if it, if it was one of those. But like spam. I like I said before, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that he had something to do with it. Maybe after the fact, not maybe not necessarily before the fact, but like. Now he's he's you know supplying them or something like that. It wouldn't surprise me if something that came. I think out like I think that. there's no question that his money is somehow funding it. I guess the only question might be how direct is it. Um, but you know he's got money going in so many different directions. It's inevitable that it's going to find its way into the, the into this cause. Um, and George Soros has openly for years been very pro like immigration. Uh, putting you know all of his weight and his money behind that kind of stuff. So even if somehow technically he wasn't behind this, he's behind so many other things similar to it. So so why is George kind of Soros uh, quote pro immigration? Like what do you think? What, You'd what, have what to is, ask him. I'm not going to speak for him. Well, what do you what do you think? Like where do you think he stands to gain from it, or what do you think he stands to gain? 
destabilizing nations. It's what he's always done, you know, economically, physically, uh, fiscally, uh, you know, through monetary policy and that kind of rejiggering. He has decades of history of doing that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm sure there's a variety of reasons, uh, but that will probably be one of them. How did Soros get rich? I I don't really usually pay much uh, credence to the rumors that Soros is behind all this stuff. You know, they say, oh, his money's funneling into it, and he's a favorite um, scapegoat of the right. And I'm always just like, hey, I mean, you know, I don't know. I need some evidence, and I see a lot of people that are involved, and I don't see him personally saying he's involved or saying anything. So I'm like, are we just blaming him? Well, I mean, I've seen some some memes that kind of, like, point to George Soros. I mean, mean, let's be honest. Memes (laughs) are are more credible than, like, mainstream news at this point. But it can be. Regardless, I mean, George Soros himself has been very open about, you know, like the Open Society Foundation is like a pro-immigration thing. And, you know, he, he's been backing left-wing causes, you know, very openly and vocally for a long time now. Um, so it, it, the George Soros thing annoys me because it's kind of a distraction. It's like, I don't care if, who's funding it. I don't care whether George Soros has anything to do with this or not. Like the, the issues stand on their own merits. And like, you know, you don't have to point to George Soros just to oppose a certain, you know, program or idea or whatever. So, you know, it's kind of a, a distraction to say, oh, that's just a George Soros conspiracy theory. He's like, well, I don't fucking care if George Soros has anything to do with it or not. It's kind of irrelevant. Um, and and to, to the extent that right-wingers point to him as some sort of boogeyman, I think that is kind of uh, useless at best and probably kind of stupid. Well, it's yeah. kind of similar to how the white, or the white, <laughs> the, the left, I don't know why I said white, the left will point to... Um, the the Koch brothers all the time, and that it's kind of it's they're sort they're sort of like the George Soros of the left. Yeah, yeah for sure. No, yeah, you that's know. true. And everybody just rolls their eyes because you know we everybody has their own political beliefs and they know that they personally are not. You know, they're like George Soros isn't paying me. I just believe in open borders, or um, you know, like I I just believe in libertarianism on its own merits, not because the Koch brothers fund uh, libertarian conferences occasionally or, or um, fund libertarian think tanks. So, yeah, I mean, the, right. it's all irrelevant. I mean, the ideas, the policies, whatever it is, like they're either good or bad ideas, regardless of whether the Cokes or George Soros put money behind it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of irrelevant. Yeah. Um, so I think it's kind of stupid for, uh, for both sides, for all of those characters to like keep pointing at these boogeymen. It's kind of useless and stupid and probably counterproductive well, people in want, a lot of ways. People want that sort of boogeyman though because yeah. if they can if they can defeat that boogeyman then they've they've won you know or at least won a battle but it's like all right i mean you knock down george soros or, or the Koch brothers i mean there's going to be someone else the debate is still about yeah. immigration yeah the debate is still about the topic right. it's not about that individual right and they try it's to make like it that about that individual away. yeah and i start hearing somebody you know go off on soros and i'm like okay whatever man like i i just want to talk about the topic right what do you think about the topic and what yeah. do you think about immigration and um you know i try to look at things from the consequentialist perspective and i i don't know if everybody's aware like uh ron paul is he want has i think even put a bill forward but his position is that the birthright citizenship is being abused by the anchor baby situation um people are coming over um nine months pregnant they'll have a baby and on american soil they won't have insurance they won't have anything they won't have any method of payment so they're able to take advantage of our system and our social programs and uh and then they're able to stay here and he said that's uh, an abuse of the original intent 
of birthright citizenship, and he's sought to have that repealed. And I saw um, somebody linked an article to uh, uh, Ron Paul's essay on Lou Rockwell all about this. And I know Nick Sarwark, um, the chair of the LP, has criticized Ron Paul for his, uh, essentially, it's he is sort of closed borders. It's not completely closed, but he wants uh, work permits for people that come here, and he wants them to come here legally. But he does not just want to open the door and essentially let people walk freely between countries. You know, which is what to me would be a true open border. Like, I think we have an open border with Pennsylvania, right? I can go to Pennsylvania. There's no checkpoint. I can cross anywhere, and it's just a completely... You can't... You can't um, no one's tracking me. No one knows. Well, you can't move... Uh, you can't move alcohol across borders. Don't you have to, like, you alert... Move, um, don't you have to move guns across borders. Loose women. You can't move loose women <laughs> across borders. Don't you have to, like, check in with, like, the sex offender registry or something? Um, probably if you're a sex offender, I am not, so no. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's how that works. No, but I, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I, I've read Ron Paul's positions on immigration, and he is not as uh, open borders as many libertarians think we should be. And, and I, you know, there's some weight to that. I go, and I understand especially the welfare state argument where it's like, okay, this, this group of immigrants is going to come over and they're not going to be paying taxes, but they're going to be using our roads and our schools, and they're going to be qualifying. Well, they if will they be qualify, using taxes. If they qualify for, no, not paying taxes. Uh, they will, I'm saying they will be paying taxes. Sales well, they're, tax. They're, they're, they're employers. They just, well, I yeah, mean, sales tax, <laughs> their employers will pay payroll they tax. Well, some well, taxes. They're not necessarily paying payroll tax because lots of times they're working under the table because the employer doesn't exactly want to have a bunch of illegal immigrants on its payroll either. True. So uh, this notion that, oh, they pay just as much taxes as anybody. Not just as much. But Ethan, as well, a libertarian, yeah, but that shouldn't be a barometer Ethan, of what someone's Ethan, a good person. As a, or not. as a libertarian, doesn't we're not talking it about if they're good people. We're talking about whether or not they have a legal right to come into the country. But I'm sorry, Matt. I'm sure you have a super hot take here, dude. I'm just saying, as a libertarian, <laughs> as a libertarian, shouldn't make you shouldn't it make you feel like all warm inside when you know their employers are not paying taxes for them and their money is not, not going to not, the state? Not when they on net use more welfare uh, resources than other demographics. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it's the unfairness of it that's you know getting him. It's like, hey, if you're just going to take everybody else's, all Americans are paying the full amount of taxes. You're not paying anything and getting all the benefits of all the taxes that are being paid. That's not fair. Yeah, I mean, it would be one thing if they you know, took a principled stand. We're like, yeah, we're you know we're gonna be here illegally, but we're also not gonna use any of your. <laughs> social and welfare programs at all well i don't that yeah. would be a person if, that i'd be like okay cool if that were true that'd be great but the <laughs> yeah. fact is that the whole reason they're coming here i mean i i'm honestly i'm talking in very gross generalizations but on net these things are true that in general they're coming here for the social welfare programs as evidenced by the fact that the left is losing are their mind and saying that well the the left's argument is that we have to give them asylum because they're so impoverished where they're coming from it's like well if they're, well, they're so in impoverished how are they going to come here and suddenly become net taxpayers greater than the average working american that doesn't make sense those two things are mutually exclusive uh, well, and the I mean, simple fact you is can, there's plenty can, of statistics that show that on that they do you pay less taxes and use more welfare than most mm -hmm. other demographics, and certainly far below uh, what you know the average is for you know uh, uh, you know the mean average American. Mm. Um, so it's there's just no question that it is a net uh, economic uh, uh, negative, at least in terms of taxes and welfare use. There's no question that they are demonstrably, statistically a net you know drain. 
uh, however you want to put that. So what what would be your solution when the caravan of migrants reaches the U.S. border? Well, we should have already had a wall there, but uh, put the military along the border and say, no, sorry, you're not coming in. You don't have to fire on them with automatic weapons. Just but what if have they a- cross? Well, they should be putting up barriers to prevent them, whether they're using, like, their, like, sonic weapons with, like, the, like, high-frequency shit or whatever, or they're just building sandbag walls, or they're just like, body-checking like them flood. like hockey players. Like it's a flood. <laughs> a wall of sandbags. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Or, 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 hell, maybe actually just literally flood the border with, like, a giant moat and put crocodiles in it. Like, I don't fucking care. Like, whatever's the most... crocodiles in the real ground. Or if they just get thousands of guys with tens of thousands of those fucking zip-tie handcuffs and they just cuff them all and then throw them on a c-130 and ship them back to honduras i don't care yeah. i mean well, whatever is whatever is most efficient but they shouldn't be coming in i think one of the hotter takes i've heard and yeah, this is think, what does a border wall do other than just protect our socialism it protects it from getting worse but I mean, it's like a really small bandage on a gaping wound. You know, like instead of instead of like being in favor of constructing a wall, not, why not just like talk about you know getting rid of the welfare state? I would love to do that, but that's not that's not realistic. And the simple fact is, the longer that we don't have a wall, the more unrealistic the wall, it becomes to get rid of the, the like, welfare state. Like, and do when you I actually think wall, the wall is going to happen? If, if, when I, uh, a, I think it probably will, and B. Um, you know, if you just want to think of that euphemistically as just revamping the the immigration laws and whether that is a physical wall or other technologies or barriers along the border, or if it's just, you know, uh, revising and revamping the laws that allow us to actually deport and or stop these people, you know, at the border, whatever it is, um, you know, so if you just want to think of the wall as sort of like a larger euphemistic concept of just enforcing uh, uh, immigration policies and laws. Um, then yeah, that's going to be a net positive because the the more immigrants, the more of these illegal immigrants to come in, the more unlikely it is, and longer it will ever take for you to get rid of the welfare state. Like that's just a simple fact. There's an ordinal process to this, and you're never gonna you can't you could never get rid of the welfare state with the current demographics and voting patterns that we have today. How are you going to Im- import you know tens, hundreds? of thousands, millions, tens of millions of people, all of which who are, again, this is all very clearly well-documented stats and everything else on, like, their voting patterns. Like, they're overwhelmingly voting for Democrats. They're Why overwhelmingly they voting for welfare vote? state. Why can, would can they be allowed put, like, to a, vote? Can you put, like, a Breitbart That's a great segue to comments. What the, 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 the <laughs> hottest take I've heard recently, and it's not that hot of a take, but a super hot take for normies, is Scott <laughs> Adams' take, which is, who gets to decide our laws? And the fact is that with this caravan, and the caravan is a good example of this, with this caravan, you've got, you know, like, what, like five, seven, ten thousand people. They're all just going to swarm our border. And, you know, the president and our laws already say, like, no, you're not allowed to come in. This is illegal. And they're just raising their middle finger and saying, fuck you, we're coming in anyway. Well, okay, so who gets to decide what our laws are? Do we, the American citizens, get to decide that? No. Or our representatives? Yeah. Let's not get autistic about it. But the the point is... (laughs) Yo, do I mean, we get to decide our laws? <laughs> <laughs> it's not autistic to just say, yeah, the legislatures make it. So it's, you're talking about... I'm talking, if conce- gonna, if I'm talking conceptually, conceptually. Should laws be decided by American citizens or by non-American citizens? And that's what this comes down to, is do they have the right to just raise their middle fingers and say, fuck you, to the American government, our system of laws, our representatives, and the American people, and say, we don't fucking care what you want, we're coming in anyway. Because oh, that's, no. that's, that's what they're doing. And, you know, whether you agree with the the uh, immigration policies or not, 
I do think there is justification for drawing a line in the sand and say, like, you know, maybe even we don't like the immigration laws. You certainly don't like the immigration laws, but fuck you for telling us that we don't have a right to have our own laws and our own policies. Well, it's interesting that we. I mean, are that's all... if you think that anybody should be passing laws. Anyways, yeah, yeah it's difficult to well, think. Well, that's of if, the, if you uh, think like the U.S. government is a good. That's well, that's why a I good said, barometer of of passing that's laws. That's why I in the said it's place. a super I, hot. I, t- that's why I said it's a hot take. It's for a Normans. super hot take, and I would say like they have just as much right as like the fucking asshole sitting in Washington. Like I, I don't see how either of them has any more right. To, if anything, I would I would make it a state. I mean, maybe like if you put it on a spectrum, like uh, yeah, like they have somewhat more right because some people in the area decided that these people should be able to impose their will on me, but I I don't agree to what goes on in Washington. I don't agree to endless war and and all that other nonsense. So like, so what's your uh, solution for this caravan? Uh, first off, pull our military out of all their countries. You know, st- well, yeah, my, my solution sort of, would be more, I, I'm talking about yeah. more specifically about this uh, movement of people coming in. I don't want to de- detract from, okay, yeah, we could get rid of the war on drugs, and maybe there wouldn't be as much drug crime, and the, it would disempower the drug gangs in their countries, and that would help, and all this stuff. But, like, specifically with this group of people coming in, how I mean, would you I deal with don't it? Know. Would you I just let don't them, know. I mean, I, I'm not... Walk in? I, I, I guess that's up to whoever. No, I want to know what has you to do. would do. What, what would I what do? do you think? I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't really care because I would. I just don't care about that sort of thing. I care about the roots of the problems. I care about preventing the whole caravan from occurring in the first place. So, like, yeah, I, I would be more inclined to see how can I, mean, I prevent this from happening again. I mean, where are these well, people going to stay? Like, are these people staying on private property? Are they staying public property? I mean, if they come into my private property. Then I'm going to defend my private property, but like beyond that, so you, I, I you just personally are not going to give them asylum no. or a bed. I mean, not no, probably not, not unless I can uh, determine that I'm, you know, that they're safe somehow. But I, don't I don't have the resources to do that. I don't, I don't have the resources, but you're going to, you're gonna, but, but you're still fine with encumbering the rest of the U.S. taxpayers with that responsibility. Well, I, I'm never for, do it yourself. I'm for getting okay rid of taxes. Well, okay, but but again, like <laughs> well, which is, which is which is more realistic? Are we actually going to be able to end the income tax and the welfare state entirely in the next year, two years, ten years, generation? Well, I don't see one or migrant caravan. Hold on, I don't see one migrant caravan as like the being the deciding factor of this. I I do think it's well, reasonable. It also, I do it think it's reasonable precedent. to end the war on drugs. I, I do think that's a reasonable goal to hit within the next ten years. I mean, you already okay. see marijuana sure. getting legalized. Um, you know. Uh, legalization of testing of certain substances like I, MDMA, like I agree with you, but the, it's a topic change. You know, the drug war well, to I, me I is a distinctive topic from immigration. You know, well, and I, not I, I want it's, it's a related topic and slightly related, but you're still talking about the movement of people from South America or you know southern countries coming north versus the war on drugs. I just see it as being a completely different topic. So I, I, I don't really agree. Wanna, oh, I, I don't really agree with you because if we're talking about stopping immigration, if like I yes, I would like to stop massive influxes of people that don't really that aren't coming here for the right reasons, right? Like I would like them to be coming here because like oh I like the same reason I would move to like Colorado. It's like oh like I found a new job in Colorado. Like yeah. oh I want to like live in the mountains. I want to ski. Like. Oh, there are plenty of dank nugs there. There are plenty of dank nugs. <laughs> I think available. the people of Colorado, and, and, like they have opinions on the influx of people coming to Colorado because they're going. We're getting yeah, all these potheads moving to Colorado. Yeah, but do you think it's okay for Coloradans to like light up on the border and like 
<laughs> forcibly prevent people from moving to Colorado? No, but I, I, can, I can almost guarantee you there's some opposition to it in Colorado sure. from the locals. Sure. You know, any any state, U.S. state that gets an influx of people. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure people, like the people that live in Texas hate going, all the fucking assholes flowing into Austin. Even in uh, the tech in fact, bubble in, in San Francisco, they're going, hey, all these guys are coming in and they're making, you know, six figures plus and they're driving up all the prices and people that have lived yeah. in the Silicon Valley area all along are going, I can't afford to live here anymore. These sure. people are I'm not saying that like everyone's hunky dory about all their neighbors and, and people flowing in and out, but like yeah. as far as like immigration goes, I mean I would prefer that the people coming up from Endorus are coming up for the reasons that I stated. Like, oh, they like the scenery. Oh, like they want a better job here. Yeah. But obviously that's not the case. They're they're fleeing like war torn countries, they're fleeing Well, it's a lot of it. They're fleeing no. poverty, they're a fleeing lot of shit like that. Drug- like I don't want that to be the reason. So that hold on, let me finish real quick. Okay. So the, I want to 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 make it so that that isn't the reason that they're coming here. Yeah, a lot. Is the point I'm getting to. You know, Reagan deported. We deported a lot of um, gang mem- members in the 80s down to Honduras and uh, El Salvador and these other countries. And uh, I mean, the, the documentary I watched on it was like that. They did not have their law enforcement didn't have the capacity to deal with these gangsters from America. And um, you know that that's part of the reason why their countries have struggled so much over the past 30 years. I mean, right. those seeds were planted by Reagan in the 80s. So there's probably some truth to that, and that does tie to your your drug thing. I would like to see something like an Ellis Island, you know, like um, where immigrants would come in and uh, be processed and be vetted. Um, we certainly don't want to let anybody in with uh, terrorist intentions or something like that. Um, and and I, I guess I have a problem with the fact that, you know, there's a line to get into this country legally. We have people that are, you know, that have been trying to get citizenship or trying to get visas or green cards, and, like... Um, and and so I just don't think people can cut in front of all of those people that are going through legal channels and just say, hey, we're just walking in. Um, I, I don't agree with that. So I, I do think yeah, that there's they, just a, the, the fairness I, of it. I wouldn't agree with Ian as far as uh, <laughs> basically <laughs> putting the, the pitfall <laughs> alligator pits, uh, the moat, um, the alligator-filled moat around the southern border. But uh, I do think that we the need some mechanism deeper. to deal with these people and to figure out you know, okay, maybe you can come in legally, maybe we can find some people to volunteer to be to take them in because you just walk in and it's like, where the hell are you going to go? Like, are you going to get an Airbnb? Like, you have no money. You almost need someone to volunteer to be a host family or to take you in. You know, it's and, and employment is an issue because if you're not a U.S. citizen or if you're not legal... It can be very difficult, if not impossible, to find work. So there's a lot of considerations, and it takes uh, it's nuts to just I would think to walk to another country with no plan, and, and that seems to be what it is. We're just gonna go there and well, the hope fact for is the they, best. they do have a plan because there are NGOs that are behind this and organizing this that already have in place plans for them to get. Uh, I'm sure some of it is perhaps private charity, but also that are arranged to you know get them all set up with the social welfare programs and this and that, et cetera, et cetera. You know, there are whole NGOs that are dedicated to exactly this function. And those are the kind of NGOs that are backed with Soros money, et cetera, which is why he's treated as such a boogeyman. Although, again, the source of money is irrelevant. The fact is... It's relevant to me because I'm much less opposed to them getting Soros money than getting my taxpayer money. Well, but the point is that the NGOs get them set up on social welfare programs that are tax-funded. Yeah. yeah, and I, I don't agree with that. I think I think we can all universally agree 
uh, that they there should be a welfare wall or that they should not qual- I don't think they should qualify for welfare. No. And I don't think they no, should qualify no. to vote. Uh, I do think that voting in particular, sh- actually both things should be restricted to U.S. citizens at a minimum. Um, but dude, you it's, run it's into racist a- to have voter IDs. Bro. Yeah, I know. I, I know they say that, true. but I, I uh, you know, I, I disagree with that. Um, you know, personally. Well, to that to that end, you know, maybe one policy we should be pursuing, and it's something that Trump has at least mentioned before, is you know ending the concept of sanctuary cities, um, and including places you know like in California where like they like legitimately go out and try to get illegal immigrants to vote. Now, of course, like one of the tactics they use in California is that they'll give illegal immigrants driver's licenses. And they'll say, like, oh, they're still not allowed to vote, but they give them driver's licenses, knowing that they're illegal, saying, like, well, we still have to give them an ID, and then those driver's licenses can be used to register to vote. Right. So, like, well, they're not supposed to do that, but obviously they fucking are, and they know goddamn well that that's what's happening yeah. when they have these programs to give driver's licenses to illegal immigrants. Well, so, I mean, you know, maybe just, like, a federal crackdown, and I think from the constitutional or constitutionalist perspective, this would be a fairly legitimate role for the federal government to step in and say, like, no, like, all your, like, bullshit sanctuary policies that enable um, and, and facilitate illegal immigrants doing things like getting social welfare programs, voting, et cetera, et cetera, like, that's a big no-no, and put the kibosh on that. You know, and that would probably go a long way towards disincentivizing the illegal immigration that happens. Um, you know, it, it, but as far as the big disincentive of... Uh, you know, just the general social welfare programs, you know, you're never going to get, you're not going to get rid of the welfare state anytime soon, at least not as soon as they will demographically be, be like, uh, uh, so powerful electorally that like, you're never going to get rid of the welfare state. So, you know, maybe the proper solution is to pursue these other ways of disenfranchising them from taking advantage of all these programs, et cetera, including voting, welfare, whatever. Um, that are enticing them to come here. Um, but again, you know, you're going to be called a racist bigot for that. So I don't you know, think that's don't the know. only thing enticing them to come here. I mean, I'm watching this show called uh, 90 Day Fiance on, uh, I think, the Learning Channel or something like you that. You watch that shit. And uh, <laughs> there's, one, there's one girl. She met an American guy down in Brazil. And uh, she's like a really curvy, really uh, voluptuous woman. And yeah, he's like, he's like a mm. computer nerd. Like, and he has uh, three or four cats, and he lives with his mother. But she has this Hollywoodized version in her mind of America. She thinks that because he's an American, he's rich. And she thinks that everything in America is just, like, so rich. And so she flies into, uh, he proposes to her. She says yes, thinking he's a bazillionaire because he's an American. <laughs> and he picks her up in, like, this busted Corolla. Like, all the doors are dented, you know. Like, he's, got, he's missing hubcaps and stuff like that. And, um, and she gets the vegas and she's looking around like where are all the tall buildings like where's hollywood i thought you know i i she's i want the vegas i saw in the movies this is like the hot desert like you know where's the sign welcome to vegas and he takes her to the sign says welcome to vegas is you know fairly unimpressive yeah and uh she, she's like on the boards of uh on the verge of tears because her illusion of america has been shattered you know right. her and you know, she hasn't even met his mother yet, like, that, you know, found out that he lives at home with his cats and all this crap. Right. So, I mean, the point is, I think a lot of people, they see them, they see the Hollywood version of America, they see it as a land of opportunity, and I think that that's not the truth for a lot of them. So maybe they're escaping poverty thinking that they're coming to something way better, and in a lot of cases, it's not going to be that much better, mm-hmm. you know. That's true, but what do you guys feel about the uh, ending the birthright amendment? In the Fourteenth Amendment. Oh, that's a good question. 
I like how everybody just looks at well, me. Well, well, I mean, you have the the, the strongest take on this because for me personally, I under I understood the reason why it was implemented in the first place. People aren't aware it's for like slavery. They they didn't yeah. want people automatically, you know, when they freed slaves, they didn't want people thinking, well, you're just you were born here, you're not a citizen here. So they wanted to include everyone who was born here as yeah as it, a it citizen. Was, yeah, it was deli- it was specifically meant targeted yeah. uh, towards the freed slaves. Um, and the people that, that wrote and passed it were very explicit, actually, in their like discussions and debates about it. They're like, no, this would never apply to illegal aliens, of course. Um, and since then, there have not been any court... Uh, there, there's actually not been that many court decisions per- pertaining to it, um, but the few that have do not cor- uh, 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 corroborate the position that like just because you happen to be given birth on our soil, you're automatically a citizen. In fact, there's a couple, couple of these decisions sort of point towards... Like there are certain circumstances where like a legal uh, resident or a legal alien could some you know there there could be a, a birthright citizenship claim there, um, but there's nothing in any case law that says that like an illegal alien in here um, has a right to do it. And then, of course, everybody um, you know on the pro birthright citizenship excuse me side of the argument always says you know under the jurisdiction thereof or whatever like that that line in the the amendment. And my understanding is that, like, in actual legalese, like, it does not mean what they think it does. Um, and the fact that, like, they're an illegal alien means that they are not uh, subject to the jurisdiction of the United States or whatever. And so it seems that if and when it goes to the Supreme Court, I mean, the, my understanding, what I've, people that know a hell of a lot more about this than I do are saying is that basically, you know, Trump's executive order is designed basically to trigger a lawsuit to get the Supreme Court to rule on birthright citizenship and they anticipate that the Supreme Court would, in fact, rule in favor, you know, uh, uh, against the, the current practice of birthright citizenship where illegal aliens, uh, children, get citizenship. Um, and as far as I understand, you know, the actual case law and people actually know what they're talking about say, like, yeah, like, you know, if you actually look at it, like, it, the 14th Amendment does not protect an illegal alien uh, having a child and then getting birthright citizenship. I think it's really a matter of interpretation. I read it as well. Yeah. I saw the one guy, uh, I forget the guy's name, that, that made that case. And I was like, I mean, to me, if you're in on U.S. soil, you're subject to U.S. jurisdiction, whether you're an illegal or not. I mean, you can certainly be arrested and prosecuted. So, to me, you're... I don't think, but I don't think when, when the amendment was written and passed, I don't think that's really quite exactly what it meant, though. Well, a lot of this stuff is from over 100 years ago, and it's like... We have to think. Okay, let's let's adapt. Let's look at the reality today, which is nothing like what it was 150 years ago. So we always have to be thinking. Exactly. You know, how do we deal with this this present situation now? We're not necessarily handcuffed to the way things were 150 years ago. Now, I personally think that if they want to amend it, I think that it should go through Congress. I don't agree with uh, Trump uh, unilaterally going over top of the Constitution and to, with an executive order. But he's I, not. That's the whole point. Uh, I I think that's debatable. I think he is. Sure, it it is debatable, but... It all depends on your interpretation of that amendment. Yeah, which is why I say that the theory is that his strategy is specifically for this executive order to trigger a lawsuit to get it before the Supreme Court, who does, of course, have the authority to determine, is this constitutional or is it not? Um, And their theory is that, at least certainly with his most recent confirmations... Uh, that you know that the uh, uh, you know originalist and or constructionist uh, positions on this are going to conclude that 
the you know his proposed executive order is in fact constitutional that the constitution does not guarantee birthright citizenship for illegal aliens inside the country so but, yes it's debatable and that's the whole point is that they want to get the debate in front of the supreme court and they're confident the supreme court is going to come down uh, on their side of, that, of yeah, that debate but to me like this whole debate is just it's some of it seems like very manufactured where like obviously like the left just wants to pinhole this anyone who is against immigration or any of this caravan or has any questions or even skepticism about this, you're racist. And that's just and that's just yeah. their way to immediately just discredit you. Which shows you how weak how weak their actual arguments so, are. So there are elements to it that I, I I think like it's just not as simple, you know, yes or no. It's not as simple as I agree or disagree. There's elements to it that I, I agree with. I'm like, yeah, like what is a bunch of unskilled laborers coming over like I don't feel threatened in my job with these people coming on, but at the same time, like, do I do I feel like maybe they, this might be weaponized against me later on down the road where they might, you know, because in the system, like, in, in my ideal society, this wouldn't matter. This wouldn't have no influence on me. Um, but right yeah. now, in these voter blocks, if you get a bunch of people, you know, coming in here saying, hey, look, these people wanted you out. Well, our party, we wanted you in, mm. so you should vote for us and do what we say once you get a chance to vote. And it's like, well, then they'll just go along with voting away more of my rights. But at the same time, though, I feel like there's enough people in the country that are here legally that are just, if not worse, than some of these people coming over in this caravan. But you're who also, are doing the and same you're also, thing. And you're also assuming that, like, the Democrats are that much worse for your rights than the Republicans. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, I'm caught, like, there's so many elements then, of it that I'm like, I'm agreeing with, I'm like, disagreeing with, that I'm, it's really complex. And I'm just like, I just feel like this is just like one of these pigeonholed manufactured arguments just to make me look like a racist where like i, I don't it's so multifaceted it's 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 got so many sides to it it's not just a simple oh should we build a wall or not build a wall well there's a thing. racial element because i mean if they were if they were canadians i think it would be i don't i don't know like would the conversation be different or would we still be I talking about it i would oppose it. it just as much they voted in fucking justin trudeau you think yeah, I want I know. Voting I, my <laughs> elections Fuck yeah no. that's the other element of, so you have point. not not only do you have a cultural <laughs> cultural differences but you have political differences where the republicans are presuming uh possibly rightly so that these people would vote democrat and that they would be oh, there's no um, question they would they yeah do. an injection of support for the democratic party so you have not only do you have you have race but then you also have cultural language differences and then um and political differences so it's a it's a it's a large conflict that's what we i get. know but like I, I guess i said this before like i was driving downtown in baltimore southwest and just I mean, going through like some of like the rough part of towns, and I was just seeing these this row like whole sh blocks of houses of these townhouses that were just half burned, no, not occupied. But someone they had the In audacity. Baltimore. Yeah, you're kidding. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Yeah. But like people had the audacity to put up big, you know, ten by ten ben, signs. Ben jealous? On, no, it just says vote Democrats. Oh, wow. and yeah. just like <laughs> on these things, and like it was like not not ironic at all. And I'm just thinking to myself like, I mean, it, it is funny who are, like, though. It is. Yeah. Who are, like, <laughs> it's like but, but vote for is, this. But the thing like, is, okay. uh, you know, everyone in that entire vicinity, they're like, yeah, we need to vote Democrats because whatever. So because they're already Trump. they're already dumb enough to be in that scenario where they're like. Yeah, we're gonna vote in more Democrats because clearly this is working for us. And it's like so at the same time though, am I more worried about that or am I more worried about people coming in with the hopes of maybe they might see things differently as you know, un you know, there are a lot of these unskilled laborers, like they see like they work hard and they're they're working harder and I don't know, could could they yeah. have the realization that 
any other one of us might have that like hey yeah this isn't working uh you know i don't want to vote more taxes i don't want more government could these people coming in from that way i mean so it's i, I don't I mean, like to st- try to- statistically on net no and the data is so clear and well studied that there's like not even any question they do some of them end up libertarians or republicans or conservatives or whatever absolutely but on net compared to the rest of the american public no, it's a net win for the Democrats, and that's exactly why 20 years ago they were all about fighting illegal immigration because they were all for unions and all that stuff. Well, now they've decided, fuck the unions, we're just going to support you know illegal immigrants because they're a solid voting block for us. Yeah, the unions don't want the competition in labor. Yeah, which, so, I mean, not right. that I care about the exactly. unions, but the fact right. is... You know, the Demo- there's a reason the Democrats are pushing for it, and it's not because they care for these illegal, illegal immigrants any more than they care about the poor black people in southwest Baltimore. They just care about them as a voting block. Right. And so I think that, that right there signals to you everything you need to know. They know for a fact this is going to be a solid voting block for them. Um, so, you know, and this goes back to the Scott Adams argument. It's like, who gets to decide our laws? Do we get to decide our laws, or do like, a bunch of people that are imported illegally get to decide our laws for us? You know, it's just a question of sovereignty. Um, as a percentage, they would be a relatively small percentage. I mean, as it stands right now, I think we're looking at, you know, millions, if, if probably pretty easily 10 millions by any estimate of illegal immigrants in the country right now. And my thing is, it's not just this so, one like, We're caravan. talking about, like, what, 5 10% of the country? Like, most elections are decided by less than 5 or 10 points. You're assuming all of them are going to vote, too. Yeah, if you count anyways, the ones yeah. already here, that's, but anyways, that's a large yeah, population. Guys, we have more important things to talk about. Yeah, let's move on from here. Public. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Yeah, so uh, firstly, I'd like to uh, tell folks uh, we now have a, a Patreon, <laughs> and we record an after-hours podcast after this podcast every week. So if you want to gain access to our after-hours program, um, you can uh, just help us out on our Patreon for a minimum of $1 per month. Mm. And uh, yeah. we make our Feels after- good. Yeah, we make our after-hours podcast available to you if you do that. So um, you can look us up at uh, patreon.com forward slash punk rock libertarians and help us out, help keep the lights on here in Anarchy Basement and, you know, uh, pay for chairs and shit. So number number two tonight, um, this is something, you know, I was was reading, uh, I think it was yesterday, like I I stumbled across. So uh, apparently there was a lady who sent an anonymous report to the or sent an anonymous letter to the FBI accusing Kavanaugh of rape and then th- they tracked her down and then she was like uh uh, uh I, I lied so and then uh, I, what really grinds my gears is like we're we're not hearing about this you know nobody's talking about it and then well, some people are but shockingly few I have seen a lot of it very today. few people very few people how uh, how did they track her down? The FBI have their ways. I, I would, I would <laughs> they, say. Pro- they probably had Zuckerberg track her down. <laughs> <laughs> was this an FBI investigation that tracked her down? I think so. Yeah, um, from what I heard, the FBI tracked her down. Wow. So uh, and then when they tracked her down, she was like, "Oh, I lied," you know. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the Democrats said we need to have a thorough investigation into all these claims. So I guess the FBI actually did what the Democrats told them to do. And what do you know? But what about shocker? What about hashtag believe all women? Yeah, well, that's that's exactly <laughs> well, I, the point. I mean, this goes against the hashtag. Come on, which is you can't which, go is, against which the is why they're not talking about it. What's funny is another thing I've seen going around. Like people add this to like posts I've seen about this. Is there a video? I guess it must be recent. It's now getting passed around of some woman, girl 
who's like it, it seems like it's, it's probably like a, a, a female friend of hers is videotaping it with her cell phone like in portrait mode and whatever it's so of her taking a hammer and like hitting herself all over her body yeah I to it. make I it look that. like her boyfriend had been beating her it was from like last year or two years ago and i saw Maybe. it then when it came out but now it kind of it kind of relates. It's like, you know, people yeah. do have the ability to make up lies. That video got him acquitted or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, thank fucking God. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, it just goes to show, like, anybody that says, like, believe all women, like, even if there's zero evidence, you have to believe them. It's like, well, fuck you. You're a piece of shit scumbag for trying to advocate for something like that. I mean, that's so against everything about, like, hundreds of years of Western common law, like, this notion of, like, Innocent just pillory it, people, yeah. like, uh, like, regardless of any evidence. Like, an accusation is all you need. Like, hello, to kill a mockingbird? Like, what the fuck, people? I know, yeah. Like, that's what the whole story's about. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, you know, they yeah, it, like, and, a more reasonable hashtag would be something like, like here out, yeah. All, or like here, like you know, I, I don't know what to survivors. Like yeah, like he, you know, know, hear what they have to say or some shit like that. Like, investigate accusations. Investigate, like, okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I mean, because there there are certainly situations where um, where women have felt like you know they couldn't they they wouldn't be taken serious like their their claims wouldn't be taken seriously. Yeah, that happens yeah, a and lot. It, like and that. there are situations like this where it's like. You know, like this woman, people should be fumed. Well, people should be fumed. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm saying like, both, both things are, are wrong, and obviously this hashtag and and this idea of like, you know, guys, guilty before, uh, you know, guilty first and innocent, guilty until <laughs> proven innocent, guilty until well, proven innocent. Mean, like that's obviously you know a bad way to run a society, um, and, and just against everything that. You know this our sort of system of law was built on. So, but no, Don Lemon told me. He told me. <laughs> you got to think about day. Don Lemon all of a sudden. Yeah, dude. man. He <laughs> told me that he's really we, got you triggered. As a man. white male, I, we're the greatest threat. But we can't demonize people. But we're the greatest threat to society. That, that was so yeah, classic. Yeah, he, he, did, he, did, he did it all in one sentence. One sentence. It he said, amazing. "We need to stop demonizing people and just yeah. understand that white the white man is the is the yeah. what like the greatest threat to was society." Was he fired from CNN after? No, this? no, no. He probably got a no. raise. <laughs> so it's like, wow. And, oh yeah, and people and you've seen the articles out like, well, statistically, he is correct. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. That they show about like all these mass shootings and stuff, and all uh, local terrorist stuff. That's what they always say. Homegrown terrorism is all white people, white male. Sorry, the white male. Even though he's like, it's so funny because there's a picture of him uh, holding a white, uh, like I guess this is his boyfriend, is a white guy, and he's like, hold, they're holding hands. They're like, oh wow, Don Lemon's hanging out with a white uh, with a terrorist. <laughs> Dude, I saw that picture. I think it was like, you posted that I picture posted, and yeah. I commented on it. His fucking boyfriend or husband or whoever looks exactly fucking so exactly. Funny. You can't unsee this once you see it. Like I saw it like the, the I had never seen him before. He looks like an exact fucking cross between Ryan Reynolds and Adam Carolla. That's so true. <laughs> like, look up a picture of this guy, and you'll be like, "Holy fuck!" It's That's really that is the most funny. perfect cross. Dude, between... I was die laughing because I was even thinking that too. And then you post that like two minutes later. It was so funny. But it's just like once again, it just shows you like the craziness of the left. Like they're just so fucking crazy out there, and I feel like. That's where a lot of this stuff comes from. Like, they're like, believe all women. It's 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 a white man. We must take the woman's side. And it's just like that type of shit. Like, I'm not like alt right at all, but like, I really see why a lot of people get offended and go that direction. Oh, yeah. I do see a lot of people get triggered. Like, I just I'm at the point where like I just whatever. I'm not a snowflake, so I don't really give a shit. But I, I just like <laughs> laugh at the at at the 
the hypocrisy of it all. Every time I get pushed to the right, somebody on the right says something, yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, I can't, I can't with these people. <laughs> it happened on the radio the other day. They had this guy. Uh, he had written a book called Why We Fight. And it was about how he was like, we lost the war in Vietnam because Americans quit on it. And, you know, we uh, lost. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we, we lost the will to fight. And I was just like, I mean, we lost. that's because the body bags kept coming back. <laughs> yeah. And because people didn't see the point of being over there in the first place. So to me, like, it was a stupid conflict. Yeah. Right. But to him, it was the American people's fault for giving up on the. He's like, the wrong side won. We should have won that war, you know. We should have uh, sacrificed they, 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 millions they, and millions they of people. They are so hawkish on the right, and it's like, every time the left pushes me right, I'm pushed back by the right, and I'm like, it's oh so my true. God. Like well, today, there was an those article... Are, those are neocons, though. I think I think it's, it's, it's only fair to distinguish between the right wing at large and or, or at least just other segments of the right wing and neocons i well, mean no, it's the I'm neocons the that are public, so fucking but you hawkish. also have the hard religious right you know i mean you have social conservative the, the evangelicals right. don't hold nearly as much sway as they used to and in fact the evangelicals and the neocons really go kind of hand in hand yeah the evangelicals are all about grabbing the pussy now i mean they <laughs> seem to all be about trump yeah, you've got well, the nationalists. Yeah, yeah, they are now because they finally Trump broke the spell of the neocons over the evangelocons. It seems to me. Well, I'm sorry, you were saying, Kyle. Oh, uh, I, I think you know the fact. There's a lot of different factions on the right, and most of them drive me absolutely nuts. So, I just have <laughs> trouble with the right. I, I, the left. I, I'm, I, I think I explained it pretty well. You know, I get pushed right, and then I'm like, okay, I, I don't like you guys either. That's so true because, like, I was just about to say. Apparently, Saturday Night Live had this sketch. Uh, I think just last night, where um, one of the guys was making fun of some soldier, or whatever he had, was wearing an eye patch, and the guy was kind of making fun of him for wearing an eye patch. But it turns out the so he was a soldier. He lost his eye during an eye, uh, you know, an IED went off in Iraq, and he lost his eye. And um, one of this, uh, I think, it was like uh, Injustice Review or something like that posted it, which is like the conservative you know, uh, just whatever website on Facebook mm -hmm. and they posted it. And just the comment section was just such right wing cancer. The first comment was on it. It had like 10,000 likes was this woman saying, I know this isn't, I know this is going to offend some people, but I think everybody should spend at least two years in the, be forced to, you know, spend two years <laughs> in the military and maybe then they yeah. won't be so, you know, dismissant to the, what these men went through and, Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And, it, and it was just went on. Every comment was like, oh, this man's a hero, and this man's this, and how dare you, you know, and make fun of our heroes, and, yeah. and everything was like that. And it's just like, oh. Also, let's not, let's not forget right. about all the... Let's not forget about all the cop sucking that goes on on the right too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's kind of their forte. You don't really see that on the left. No. Yeah. There's well, definitely they're, they're, a worship they're, of authority. There, there are right wing NPCs for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Like I've seen that term a lot recently, NPC, and I, what, what does it mean? Non-player character. You should know. You play a ton yeah, of video exactly. games. Non-playable character. Oh, okay. so, yeah. Like the character in a role-playing game yeah. that you walk up to, and he says the thing, and you hit the button again, he says the exact same line, just repeats it. Over because he has no... He's an automaton. He's programmed. <laughs> he has no personality. So it's referring okay. to all the people who it's just... basically saying sheeple. Sheeple. It's the same yeah. as sheeple. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's the new term for sheeple. Yeah. Okay. Basically. Right. It's, it's a better term, though, I think. <laughs> I, 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 I guess, I mean, just because people are, are 
people are over the term sheeple, you know? There's some pretty spicy NPC memes out there, for yeah, sure. Yeah, but I mean, p- people are probably over NPC in another year or two to, as well. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But it's, it's gonna it's be good less for That's now. kind of the life cycle of the meme, man. It's like, it's there are no go, eternal memes, really. It's gonna go the way Trash Dove within, like, a month. Oh, uh, no, tra- Trash Dove was done in, like, four days. No, MP- NPC, well, j- just to show you how effective it is, like, Twitter is already banned, like, anybody using the meme, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. there was oh, something... Yeah. Up- so now, so now that's how you know it's a good meme, because they're <laughs> right. afraid of it. The articles came out saying it's dehumanizing to people. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, like, all these Russian bots are dehumanizing us. <laughs> it's just like the Don Lemon thing. It's like, you said it in the same fucking sentence, like, how unaware of, like, can you people be, like... Mm. Oh, that's right, because you're an NPC. You have no awareness. Exactly. But I'm um, <laughs> see it all comes full circle. It's amazing. All right. Um, we've all got a request to uh, to discuss Brazil in the chat, which is on our agenda. So I think we should maybe skip No Nut November for now. Uh, maybe circle back. How about we skip it for the whole month? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing No Nut November. <laughs> yeah. You're not, not doing the topic, or you're not you're not no nutting, dude. I'm not even gonna do a no nut Monday. I'm dude. not no nutting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not All right. no nutting. <laughs> All right, so okay, so you, you want to talk about Brazil, but I mean, don't we want to talk about? Uh, like, don't we want to talk about all the stuff that's been going on? Like, so Jared and I both. Yeah, I this, guess we can talk about that. Yeah, too. Jared and I both this week. Nutted. Uh, we're definitely. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I, I yeah, I did that. So, but um. Uh, both this week, we had uh, we we went on Facebook and then we were forced to log back in, and then we were given we we were shown like all of our recent Facebook activity, like pages we had liked, or every single post that we had made, every single post we had liked, and Facebook was asking us, "Did you do all these things?" You know, <laughs> yeah. as, as if there's like a Russian bot on our, our yeah. account. And not only did it happen to us, but it also happened to uh, John Vibes. And but he actually had to delete stuff too, didn't he? Yeah, they wanted him to delete things. I think he said he had to delete a bunch of like anti-war posts or something. You know, that's, that's I didn't that. have to do any of that. Like, I just had to. I didn't have to delete back, anything. Really, and <laughs> I did. I did uh, do a post, kind of making fun of voting. Like I said, something like uh, voting. It's all about forcing your will upon your neighbors. Yeah, did yeah. I <laughs> share that? I I'm not. I, did. I, I don't know. I well, mean. Uh, but uh, same thing kind of happened to me too. Like where I shared Carrie Wedler's uh, her her uh, video, she posted about it, and I was bl- immediately afterwards. Like this was about maybe five ten minutes afterwards. I was out for about an hour on Facebook. Like they were like, it wouldn't let me log me in. I'm I'm pretty sure because it matched up with what all of you guys were saying. How you guys? It didn't ask me to verify anything when I logged back in, but uh, it definitely logged me out and it wouldn't let me log log in for about an hour. I thought it was weird. I, I don't like the crackdown on politics on Facebook because to me that's the main point of Facebook. Uh, <laughs> I don't really go on there for you know this is what I did today kind for of cats. stuff or cat videos or whatever. I, I mean, do for like me, cat videos. I mean people do, but I'm just saying like for me it's been a political platform and that's where my interest lies and that's what I've really enjoyed it, especially the closed groups. Um, so I I don't like that they're like Kylosphere. N- no, <laughs> I don't like not that one. Fucking Kylosphere. <laughs> no, but I just you know all the libertarian groups and my debate group and everything else and I don't know I don't I don't like that they're censoring so much and they've gotten way too strict. You know. What well, what I would be curious is to to see how leftists would reconcile their support of net neutrality with their notion like oh they're they're a private company they can do whatever they want. When it comes to censoring of right wing or at least non left wing uh, uh, views, 
but then they support net neutrality. It's like, well, how are you going to reconcile those two? Well, they probably reconcile it about as well as Don Lemon does with his comments yeah. and, and all this other stuff, which well, is yeah, they, yeah. they wouldn't because they couldn't. Yeah, I mean, the but, only difference is you have, I mean, it's just different tiers of, uh, of content control, you know, like there's the tier of the, uh, the ISP, which is the one that net neutrality concerns, at least in their, in their minds. Um, and then you have the tier of like Facebook, which is like, yeah, I mean, it's a platform. It's not the whole, you know, it's not the actual service um, getting to your house, you know. But, you know, for all intents and purposes, it is a, controlling a, a large amount of content. And so it is a, it is a form of non-neutrality if they start to, to, to filter out that content. Sure. Well, you yeah. And, and I mean, like, if you want to get into, like, the nitty-gritty details of the exact specifics of the policy... Um, yeah, like net neutrality was talking about service providers and the networks, not about, um, you know, actual websites or whatever, but their whole argument was that like, oh, we need to ensure that there's equal access right. and to that's, everything I mean, that's, and blah, blah, blah. And like, it's all about fairness. Right. They're not looking, uh, they're not looking at the whole, you know, I, I'm, I'm in yeah, agreement with you. Like, they're yeah, exactly. not looking at it like, yes, fine. Like there's, I guess there's a higher tier when you're a service provider. Cause you could theoretically cut off Facebook. That's not very going to happen, but Theoretically, yeah. yeah, they could do that, but like, it's all net neutrality. You know, it's all about. I mean, if, if you're for Facebook filtering out the views that you disagree with, then you have to be for the ISP deciding to charge different rates. At different. I mean, I haven't even yeah. heard any accusations about ISPs like cutting out like political views. It's, it's just all just like, oh, man. they're gonna charge Netflix more money. Like, yeah, Netflix uses a fuck ton of bandwidth. They use like most of the bandwidth, I think. You know? yeah, yeah, the last stats I heard was that, yeah, like, Netflix accounts for, you know, like, 70% of all yeah, it's like, okay, like, they're gonna charge them more money? Fine. Like, I don't, that doesn't bother me. You know, this idea of, like, oh, they're gonna start, like, shutting down your fucking homepage, your, or your fucking personal website. Like, like JaredHow.net. Yeah, like, they're not gonna fucking do that shit, you know? Yeah, like, but meanwhile, leftists or, go out of their way to get things shut down, like, Jared How or Gab.ai, or Facebook groups, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they, they just want to have it both ways. Um. You know, and I, I, I will point out, just since I brought up net neutrality, of course, none of the skies falling scenarios that they came up with have happened yeah. since yeah, exactly. neutrality was repeated. Where's repealed. the outrage mob on that? Yeah, just, yeah. It's just, it yeah wasn't, wasn't Twitter going to be $15 an hour to, to access or some <laughs> shit? Yeah, yeah, like none of their predictions came true, which like everybody said, like, you're fucking retarded. Like, yeah. we've only had net neutrality for this tiny little blip of time and it made no difference either way. Like, it's not going to matter when it's repealed and it didn't. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're never going to revisit that and say that they were wrong. Right. Um, but of course, at this point, like, I don't know, maybe we do need a net neutrality that goes even further and says, like, you can't shut down people for their political speech or something <laughs> like you know if that's the way you people want to have it then right what you mean you people <laughs> what you mean you people yeah i do support the facebook's right to police their own platform but what where i thought the government actually got involved was you know they're having those congressional hearings and zuckerberg's having to testify so there was pressure put on facebook by the government to do some more censorship and i think you can point to that and say okay Facebook can police their own platform, but Congress could be, you could say that that's a violation of the First Amendment because they're doing, they're applying political pressure, encouraging that censorship to happen. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I think you could have a case, a First Amendment case. I, d- I didn't agree with that. Dragging him before yeah. them to testify. You know? And they're going, all right, well, we got to do something. And so these are the, they targeted a bunch of sites and it's right before in a big election. Right. And, um, 
I'd, I'd be curious to see how this is all going to play out after the election, if there's still going to be a strict or if it's just going to be like, okay, election's like it, yeah. over, you know, you can come back now. Depends on which angle you're coming. Are you coming at like the, yeah, they're just reacting to the government, oh, forcing I them, or I don't is think it like it some fucking like giant uh, conspiracy, you know? I, I definitely think the government played a role in what's happened. Yeah. Um, I don't know why you would go after punk rock libertarians <laughs> of all sites, you know, like that's not swaying the election for Trump or anything. Or even the speakers were dangerous, Kyle. <laughs> dangerous. Well, know. I mean, even We're enemies even, of the state. It, I mean, it seemed to be mostly the free the free thought projects. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, well, even so, like they're not like pro Trump or pro. They're not no. pro anybody. They're like anti cop. Yeah. Which, well, I, if anything, is like pro leftist. Yeah, I mean, like, most of the people weird. that that run free thought are just like principled non voters. Right. Yeah. And then. You know, now they're now apparently Facebook's uh, cracking down on people who are posting shit about not voting. Yeah, I guess that I guess that's yeah, where it makes know. sense for them. Though well, I th I think the hottest take of all on the, the whole censorship <laughs> thing is um, this. This you is just made my, my cock tingle when you said that, Ethan. <laughs> well, that's why I said it. So I'm glad to hear it. That's um, because Jared was rubbing it. <laughs> <laughs> why you gotta wow. steal my thunder? Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, is, is the whole argument of are they a publisher or are they a uh, platform? And so a lot of these sites have for the longest time been trying to have it both ways. So the difference being that if you're a publisher, you're liable for the things that you publish. If you're a platform, you're not. Mm -hmm. um, meaning that if you're a platform and you just have open access for everybody, anybody to say whatever the fuck they want, then you're not really liable for the things that they say, which makes sense. However, if you are curating that content, Mm -hmm. in your own you know and doing it per your own personal standards like or whatever publisher. that makes you more like a publisher in which case you are liable for what gets uh you know for, for what's disseminated on your website and so for the longest time they've been trying to say oh we're just a platform we're just a platform we're not liable for anything which yeah. is all fine and good except now they're, they're going to levels of control and censorship etc to points where like they're not just playing by fixed rules that they're applying uniformly and universally yeah i think all of us understand that like there's not a single rule that's been used against any of these like libertarian or right wing or whatever or even free thought project which i'll acknowledge is not particularly partisan yeah if you had to put it anywhere other than center it would probably be left of center um uh, well, you know, and, and, and I, I, I don't want to say any I, I names, but I had a conversation with uh, one of the guys from Free Thought right after the purge happened, and he, he told me that he thought that it seemed like to him that Facebook was deleting people that, you know, were, quote, like, right. And I mean, it does so, it does seem like that. They were the majority of and, the people they took off. Are you know, right. like like me personally, you know, I don't like to to claim uh, to be right or left, you know, because I'm I'm just sick of the whole fucking paradigm. Because I see people on both sides that want to take away my freedom. So I, I like to kind of look at, at things as either libertarian or authoritarian. Sure. And I think you have plenty of authoritarians on both sides that make me not want to jump on either side. Well, that, okay, that's fair, but okay, but so we can at least say that if we want to have these two axes of left and right and authoritarian and libertarian, anything that's right of center or libertarian versus authoritarian, they seem to be targeting. Regardless, the whole point is that they are uh, uh, censoring and controlling the content well beyond anything that can be called an objective and uniform application of fixed set rules. 
we all know for a fact that they are that there's all sorts of rules that are applied very selectively and in fact a lot of the rules are applied in places where like they really just don't qualify like they'll say like oh you violated this rule when you clearly didn't mm-hmm. but they're still going to punch you and or uh or, delete or, your content or, 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 you or whatever for... kyle is, yeah uh, or vice versa so, so the point is, is like they're now well into publisher territory which makes them liable for their speech so that's another avenue you can go down it's like look Either you stop fucking censoring these people and you stick to very fixed uniform rules that are applied universally, or you're a publisher and you're liable for your shit. And that's mm-hmm. something that can be acted upon legally today. Um, that's not necessarily like an easy slam dunk court case, but that is one avenue that I think uh, can potentially be explored um, and would be a, a fair way of going at it. Because like, like, are they allowed to do whatever they want? Okay, sure, I guess. But, like, they can't really say, like, all right, here's your contractual terms of service that we're both agreeing to, and then they violate their terms of service on a regular basis, which we all know for a fact they very clearly do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's just breaking contract law, essentially, right? That's that. That's yeah, and I mean, and I guess you know, even the ANCAP and us would say like, well, you know, they they can they should be able to just make a, any old contract they want and says we can do whatever the fuck we want and that'd be fine too, and it would be in ANCAPistan. Um, but the simple fact is that's not the contract they signed, nor is that the legal framework which, w- within which they work, in which that legal framework says, like, there are two things. There are publishers and platforms, and you're trying to have it both ways, and you can't do that. So, you know. Well, yeah. Um, Kyle, Kyle, has uh, Kyle's fear still up, right? <laughs> I believe it. I believe it survived the purge, yes. <laughs> okay, I was worried. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think that, that's probably about all the time we have for tonight, and, uh, Yeah, so until next time, live free or die. Not aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes obsolete!